It was a very cruel scene, executed in an unusual manner. Hey, Cruel Coven. Hi, my buttery little biscuit balls. I'm Tori. I'm Katie. And this is Cruel and Unusual. The podcast. The podcast. Uh, Well, we're still striving and thriving. We're thriving and (laughs) striving to thrive. Striving to motherfucking thrive. I don't really exactly know who I am, what I am, what day it is, what time it is, what month it is, and really, realistically, what fucking year it is. Or what planet we're even on anymore. No idea, because all I do is sit and stare at four walls all day, every day. We hope you're taking care of yourselves. I'm not, but I hope you're doing better than I am. I hope that you're staying clean, you're washing your hands, you're covering your cough, you're coughing into your elbow, you're not going outside, you're staying in your house, and you're self-quarantining, especially if you don't feel good. Social distance. Social distance six feet apart. We're not making fun of this. We're being serious. This is the first time I've put on makeup in like three weeks. I have some foundation on. I just wanted to feel human again. I don't. I just, I have no will. (laughs) My seven-year-old came into the um, living room where I was after I got ready and she just, I could see it on her face. She's like, wait, what? (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) You are a whole new woman. And then she made me put makeup on her. Yeah, see, I just don't, this is my problem is when I'm home all the time, I lose all will to live. I'm, Mm -hmm. I don't get out of bed until at least lunchtime. And like, I have my child with me, obviously now, but she sleeps and eats and poops. That's all she does. Mm -hmm. So it's easy to leave her in the bed with me. Mm -hmm. I don't shower regularly. Well, it's hard because you know, you should be doing these things, but you just can't. You, you know can't. what my therapist told me to do? Are you still having phone sessions? Video conferences. Oh, nice. I thought you were going to say phone sex. Are you still having phone sex? Not too often anymore. Not, right. not the, now that uh, I'm married, I don't do it a whole lot. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, my therapist told me to put post-it notes on my mirror. Yeah. And I fucking forgot what she told me to put on them. <laughs> like, get the fuck up? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I'm going to be talking to her tomorrow, so I, I would, guess I'll have to ask her what she said. I'd be mad at myself if I saw notes that I left for myself <laughs> telling me to get the fuck up. I think, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, the, fuck you, Katie. She also asked if I had, like, access to quotes, like, feel-good quotes, which I don't really love. Yeah, no. But sometimes. Sometimes, every once in a while, when I'm really in a funk, if I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see, like don't worry be happy right <laughs> something like that i'm like oh, yeah fuck yeah some of them are like i'm gonna be happy today yeah some are pretty lame and stupid but yeah. every once in a while you do see those ones that are just like yeah you know what you want to know yeah. you want to know what's stupid me when i <laughs> yes <laughs> but besides that when i see a quote that says like hashtag bless this mess yeah shut the fuck <laughs> up shut up i'm gonna fucking murder you you don't deserve anything in life i hate you i i found one that said it was like something about outgrow your own bullshit i'm like okay that's what i need yeah like yeah that one hit home that's fine i need to outgrow but what about like um what about the ones that you see on instagram with the girls who wear the shirts that say grow through what you go through yeah fuck off. no no and it has a little fucking potted plant <laughs> it's a succulent Sorry. i just can't like you can't i can't start talking about stupid fucking quotes like that because mm-hmm. i can't stop Mm-mm. can't stop or like after the rain there's a rainbow after- i want the rain 
Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. I don't care about that. I, this no. could be an entire episode of something that people don't give a shit about and don't want to hear. Yeah. Because I could go on for hours. It might just be fun just for us. Please. Self-care. Maybe we could just make a self-care mini episode all about bullshit quotes and why we hate them and just saying yeah. really dumb ones. Yep. Grow I'm through down. what you go through. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the front door, Karen. God damn it, Janet. <laughs> All right. What's the question? Are you day? ready? Yeah. You ready I'm for ready. your Q-O-T-D? Ready. Okay. Would you rather know the date of your death or <sighs> the cause of your death? The cause. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Million percent. Otherwise, you're just looking at that date yep. for years or hopefully years. I'm maybe just not fucking even. sitting and staring at my goddamn desk calendar waiting to die. Mm-hmm. Don't want to do that. No. I'd rather know how. Yeah, me too. And Same then answer. just try and evade it forever. Yeah, but I don't think you can. No, you know what? That I would don't be like some fate. final destination shit. Yeah. If they said like logs were going to roll off of a semi or something, I would just never drive anywhere again. I'd be a recluse. But you know... It, comes it would back find around. you. I know that, that I would get would shocked you. by something in my bathtub. Something would magically fall into my bathtub and I go. <laughs> <laughs> so you agree with me? Yes, I would rather know the cause too. I don't want to know when. God. You know what I really want to do? And I know you don't believe in psychics. I want to go to one so bad. I'll go to one with over. you. I just think it's fun. I'll go with you. Okay. I think it's just a fun little pastime. Yeah. But no, I do believe it's all bullshit, but I'm down for it. <laughs> just a fun time. <laughs> So today ended up being a Killer Sisters episode. It just kind of fell that way. That was yeah. the way that the dominoes tipped. Tipped. I looked a little. Tipped. 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 Okay. Um, we were going to be just doing Siblings Who Kill, but then we both did Sisters Who Kill. It's just how it so happened. So here the fuck we are. Let's go. All right. So I'm going first, and I'm going to be telling you about the Scissor Sisters. Burp, burp. <laughs> I wish they could have seen what I just did. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to give you a little bit of background on this whole ass family. Please do. Before I tell you about what these sisters did. And what they did was described by their judge as, quote, the most grotesque killing that has occurred in my professional lifetime. Fuck. End quote. Yeah. Was it an old judge? I don't know who the judge was. <laughs> this is in Ireland, okay? I don't even okay. know any judges here besides the one in my town. All right. Linda and Charlotte Mulhall grew up in a large family, three boys, three girls, and their parents, John and Kathleen. The kids were raised in a working-class area in Dublin, Ireland. Allegedly, John was abusive toward Kathleen, and their marriage ended up failing, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. In 2002... Good for you, Kathleen. Yeah. Well, maybe... Oh, no. Okay. In 2002, Kathleen began seeing Farah Swalenur. Ooh, honey! Look at that name. You did good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He moved into the family's home while John took some of the kids and moved out. I think the younger kids he took. I don't like that. No. I don't like how you can just pick and choose what kids. Yeah. and Well, I'm not sure if the court decided that. but I I feel like it should all stay together and then rotate. Yeah, I don't know. Linda and Charlotte, the two sisters, were older at this point, so they could see what was going on with Farah and their mom. Kathleen was allegedly subjected to regular beatings by him. This is the new guy. And it was all, it was just an all around turbulent relationship. It seemed like their entire lives were just chaos all the time. A rocky road. 
Nor didn't have the best track record before he met Kathleen. He came to Ireland from Kenya in the mid-90s, but he lied and made up this whole-ass bullshit story about how he was Somalian and he ran from violence there. He said his family was killed there during their civil war. Just all these lies. This whole stupid story. It's like, shut up. Why? What's the point? Uh Um, He fathered a child born an Irish citizen, so even though he had assault convictions on his record, the baby kept him from being deported gross these crimes on his record are fucking disgusting um besides the abuse toward kathleen and like other assault charges he also raped a 16 year old girl who was mentally disabled who ended up giving birth to his son two other women also had children by him and claimed they were raped he never served time in prison and he was granted irish citizenship in 1999 it's reported that he just had a hatred for women like a scummy little baby back bitch. Oh. Mm-hmm. Don't like him. So Linda, the older sister, wasn't able to escape a troubled personal life either. It just seems like none of them had a fighting chance from the beginning. Linda had four children and ended up in a relationship with a man named Wayne Kinsella. This has nothing to do with the mm-hmm. two sisters. I mean, it does, but nothing to do with the crime, but it's crazy. Um, he was not the kid's father, but he was a criminal for most of his life. He'd done time for murdering a man named Thomas Foreman while Thomas was visiting his wife's grave. He killed this man at the guy's grave, wife's grave site. Do we know if there was, was it just like a I'm sure we can find off? out. But I'm just curious, like if he just randomly saw yeah. the dude and just like stabbed him in the back. In the cemetery. Like what the fuck? Ugh. Yeah. He abused Linda's kids so badly that they were taken from her and he served a six year sentence for that. Fuck you. And Wayne also allegedly liked to beat on his own sister and ended up with a life sentence after he was convicted of another murder. He stabbed a man named Adil Asali to death and left him in a field. Aww. So this is who Linda was seeing. Great job, everybody. Okay. Good job really all around. Really good. Real good choice, yeah. Linda. Mm-hmm. Charlotte, the younger sister, had a background of petty convictions. She was a regular drug and alcohol abuser, and it's reported that she was involved in sex work. These girls were just having a fucking shitty time in life. I'm sure their decisions didn't help, but like... I don't know. It seems like from the time they were kids, they were watching their mom get beat up just by their like dad. Just like a real just, shitty hand. Yeah. Real shitty hand. It doesn't excuse what they do, but fuck. So I'm going to get into the story now of the murder. We're the already murder. on like murder number four or something. And the, like the real murder God. hasn't, the real murder. Because the other ones were fake. <laughs> no, but like the story that I'm talking about hasn't even started yet. And it's rough. It's one of those stories where once you know like their history, it's like no wonder. Yeah. Um. So... This brings us to March 20th, 2005. Linda was 30 years old and Charlotte was 21. So that day, Linda, Charlotte, and their mother Kathleen and Farah Swalenor, Kathleen's boyfriend, mm-hmm. were drinking like no one's business in Dublin city center. They bought vodka and Coke, mixed them, and they drank while they just kind of walked around and roamed the city. This sounds like a really good fucking time. I know. <laughs> It ends up being a really bad time. I really need to go. I wish that I could go just waltz around and drink. I would with your vodka and Tito's and lemonade. Well, sure. Whatever. Eventually, they ended up on the River Liffey boardwalk. Charlotte and Kathleen, mom, took some ecstasy and Kathleen crushed an ecstasy tablet. I can't say ecstasy. Ecstasy tablet into Farrah Noor's drink. So they would all be on the same buzz. So it's just not a good idea. They're just like doing drugs with their mom. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Could you imagine? So I'm sure it's not the first time. Could you imagine? No. 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 I don't even want my mom to know that I know what a drug is. I don't drink in front of my parents and I never have. I've drank in front of my parents, but yeah. to say that I know what even weed is, I, <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't know what Pastor any of mom. is. No, mom, come on. You'll what sit there, it? you'll what make her, you'll make her say fuck on video yeah. in the McDonald's drive-thru, but you won't talk but about weed. No, what, I, what is that, a dandelion? <laughs> <laughs> You're so innocent. Yeah. Okay. The four of them eventually found their way back to Kathleen's apartment. This is where their drunken escapades turned into a fucking horror movie. See, to me, it sounds like it's about to be a Jerry Springer thing. I mean, it's kind of both. Like, they're all going to, like, just get wasted and fuck on ecstasy. There's some Jerry Springer shit at oh, the end. Oh, God. Just okay, wait. tell me. Let's go. Linda and Nor sat on a love seat. When Nor started to kind of grope Linda and touch her in a sexual manner. See, I fucking knew yeah. it. And... Keep in mind, this is his girlfriend's daughter. And how old are the girls right now? 30 and 21. God, okay. He began whispering dirty talk into her ear, slipped an arm around her waist, and he just wouldn't let her go, and he wouldn't take no for an answer. Kathleen started screaming at him. Mom. Okay. yeah. She lost her fucking shit. And then she said, quote, please just kill him for me, end quote. What? Mm-hmm. And they took him literally. Mm-hmm. They took her literally. Yep. No, they, they did what their mother asked. Girls. Yeah. Mommy dearest. Mm-hmm. Charlotte made the first move, the younger one. Uh-huh. She grabbed a Stanley knife, which is one of those Shut like retractable um, yeah. utility knives, and slashed him across the throat with it, which oh made him God. fall to the floor. Linda oh. then picked up a claw hammer and began what? landing blows on Nora's head. Shut a claw hammer. It's fucking fuck brutal. Up. They just fucking went to town. Yeah. Mom, like, sent an order out, and, and they, they did just it. fucking did it. They did it. They did fucking... They drank with their mom, they did ecstasy mm-hmm. with their mom, and they killed for their mom. Yep. The sisters beat and stabbed him over and over until he was dead while their mom sat and watched. Oh, my God. She was probably just sitting, like, on a yeah. throne. Can you right? imagine her just fucking watching the peasants mm-hmm. just fucking murder Do her dirty work for, for her. For groping her daughter. Yep. Go she- get him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're not condoning this. It's just what I'm picturing in my mm-hmm. head. See? I can't like picture things in my head. You can. See? Charlotte and Linda dragged Nora's corpse into the bathroom and started dismembering him. Oh, no. They spent several hours using a kitchen knife and a hammer to cut off his head fucking cut something off with a hammer and like, a kitchen just pounding knife it I'm, and pound yes. i'm imagining like a fucking bread and butter knife mm-hmm. it's probably that, just no like a week it took several knife. hours honey mm-hmm. like that's not what you how you do it yeah you go to the garage and you get a chainsaw yeah or you get like a regular saw and you just yeah <laughs> right into his neck <laughs> you have to be strong too to do this yeah shit. especially with a fucking butter knife mm-hmm. what are these girls thinking yep so they cut off his head his arms and legs, and his penis. They sopped up the blood with bath towels and put the severed body parts into black plastic garbage bags and a sports duffel bag before dumping them in the Royal Canal. They had to make several trips back and forth to get all the bags. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's fucking nuts. Girls. Yep. They made the decision to not dump his head into the canal to delay identification. Sure. The sisters took his head with them on a little bus ride. No, they yes. fucking didn't. <laughs> yes. Those sisters yeah. are crazy. They buried it in a different town, and then they dug it back up, smashed it even more with a hammer, and reburied it. Wow. Hidden 
and uh-huh. deep issues. Yes. Big Like, time. I just, I was researching this, and I'm just like, what the they fuck? dug it back up yeah. to hit it some more. Mm-hmm. I don't because know if that was to, like, enough. I don't know if it was to, like, skew his face more. Oh, okay. I thought it was Or if they were just angered. Or, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. honey. Maybe it's all of the above. That And also, let's. I'm just putting myself in their shoes, and I truly would not take the effort to dig that thing back up. No. No, I would no. go smash a different head. Yeah, and it, you know what? It's pretty rare. Usually when women kill, it's yeah. cleaner. Like, right. It's poison, right. you know? This, it's brutal. These girls are pissed off. Mm-hmm. And the head has still never been found to this day. Oh, no. Yep. So, 10 days after the murder, onlookers saw Noor's leg floating in the canal with his sock sticking off the end. His sock? His sock was intact. still on his foot. No. Mm-hmm. Divers were able to find most of his other body parts in seven pieces, including his torso with his shirt still clinging to it, which is how one of his friends was able to identify him. Wow. They knew his t-shirt. Okay. His penis was never found. <laughs> Sucker. Must have been real fucking tiny. It's fish food. <laughs> it's Yikes. Awful. Can you admit? Like, okay, so I'm not condoning murder in any way, shape, or form. But I am condoning payback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Not in the I form know. of murdering, uh-uh. but just he was a piece of shit. Yeah. And they were pieces of shit. Yeah. They were, it was just a big piece of shit fest. Mm-hmm. This is really bad. I know. I feel, this is like a really gruesome one. It is. All right. Examiners never got the chance to examine his full body. Obviously, there Clearly. was still a missing dick and head. Um, dick head. So <laughs> <laughs> um, but the injuries they were able to see were so brutal that police initially thought this murder was like a ritual killing. Wow, like mm-hmm. a satanic type of thing? Something. The sisters were arrested in August of that year along with their parents. Um, At first, they denied everything, of course, but after a couple weeks, Linda admitted that she was involved. When the apartment was searched, police found multiple bloodstains and the DNA matched Nor's. Mm -hmm. When Linda confessed to her part, the girl's mom, Kathleen, fled the country. Like, hello, Kathy. Goodbye, Kathy. be a little bit more obvious, though. Holy fuck. She peaced out. She's like, fuck those daughters. Mm -hmm. I didn't tell them to do shit. (laughs) Uh, She wasn't found until 2008, living in England. Charlotte and Linda both pled not guilty to murder in the Central Criminal Court. When they had their trials in October 2006, Linda was found guilty of manslaughter and given a 15-year sentence. 15 years. Let that sink in. Wow. Mm -hmm. It sunk. Her defense was that she was provoked into committing the murder by her mom. And the jury accepted that. She so, may have very well been, but she still did it. Yeah. She's, so, you're still responsible for your actions. Hi. Yeah. But I mean, she did get manslaughter, which is better than nothing, but still not enough. I'm glad that she got manslaughter, but 15 yeah. years? Mm-hmm. You dismembered a man. Yeah. And you buried his head not once, but twice. Mm-hmm. Yep. That isn't right. God. Charlotte was found guilty of Nor's murder, and she was given a mandatory life sentence. Good. So they had separate trials, but they now, both went very differently. Yeah, I wonder how you could give one life and one 15 years. It's just, it's the jury and what they accepted as Do you happen her, to know? Like, excuse her. Which was first? Which if trial her, was yeah. first? I don't know. I, it just, just said their trials were in October. Hmm, so Weird. They both filed some appeals on various grounds, but they were all denied. Kathleen Mommy came back to Ireland voluntarily in 2008. She was charged with two counts of giving false information about Nor's whereabouts, withholding information that she knew would help prosecute her daughters, 
and impeding an arrest in the investigation. Okay, that sounds about right. Yeah. But she also, I feel like she should have all, well, I mean, I guess it's kind of hearsay. What if she didn't provoke them? Right. You know? Yeah. It's their word against yeah. hers. She ended up pleading guilty to cleaning up the crime scene and concealing evidence. Okay. So she had a bunch of charges. She was sentenced to five years in prison. Okay. It just gets crazier. Crazier. The girls fought. But Katie, how could it get crazier? Well, let me just tell you, Tori. All right. (laughs) The girl's father, remember abusive Prick Cole John? Prick Cole John. He committed suicide by hanging himself in Phoenix Park right after his daughters were charged. This whole fucking thing is wild. Wild, I tell you. Wild. Wild. I'm just sitting here stunned. I know. I just can't comprehend it in my little tiny feeble brain. Kathleen Mommy was having a bad time. She ended up cutting up her arms and spent over a week in a psych hospital. She also told some of the inmates at the prison she was at that she had more to do with the murder than she let on, saying that she did help bludgeon Nor's head and she put pieces of his head in trash cans in a park. Like, what the fuck? I feel like if I was in prison, I would say, I would act like I was a little more tough, too, though. Right. I'd be like, yeah, bitch. Yeah, but you can't go admitting to things if you want to get out anytime well, soon. Yeah, true. You know? But I'd be like, yeah, but I mean, yeah. I could fucking totally bludgeon right. your head, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> don't come with me. Don't, don't, don't come, come with me. me. <laughs> don't, don't come at me in the middle of the night, bitch. Nope. I will fucking turn around with a goddamn hammer and beat your face in. Yeah, but if you did come at me, I would cry. <laughs> yeah. If you did, I'd actually curl and say, mommy. <laughs> Me, at least. I don't know about you. (laughs) So some photos were leaked to the press in 2008 of Charlotte, the younger sister, Mm -hmm. quote, jokingly holding a knife to a male prisoner's throat. Security in Irish prisons was increased because of that specific ordeal. Yeah, how did she get a knife? (laughs) Who knows? How did she get a man? I think, I feel like prisons in Ireland are not like prisons here. They can just walk around with fucking knives? I guess so, and take pictures. I mean, she killed somebody with a fucking butter (laughs) knife. They need to keep those things away from her. Mm -hmm. That might be wise. God damn. And Charlotte was transferred to Limerick Prison, which is the one other prison in Ireland with a women's unit. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. James Mulhall, one of the girl's brothers, also pled guilty to robbing two sex workers. He said he did it so that he could help support his six kids and Linda's four kids, who he gained guardianship of when Linda went to prison. So he's got like 10 kids now, all of a sudden. That's really like, fucking I get it. Like, you got to support them, but come on. Like, Don't rob the goddamn sex no. workers. Go rob the no. wealthy. You Go rob the Donald Trump. James. James. How did you think that would end well? James, honey. God. Linda was released from prison in January of 2018 after serving 12 years of her 15-year manslaughter sentence. She's now in her mid-40s and living in the UK with no plans to return to Ireland. Both Linda and Charlotte reportedly had relationships with prison employees. I bet. (laughs) Charlotte was caught having sex with a prison worker in her cell. And Linda had fallen in love with a prison officer who was married with his own kids. I mean... Girls have needs. Yeah. Even when well, they're in prison. He later dumped her, but at the time of her release, it was reported that she was still in contact with him. After Linda was released, her daughter Nikita, who was 23 at the time, was proud of her mom for, quote, taking a dirty rapist off the streets, end quote. That's not how you take a dirty rapist yeah, off the streets. I get ways. the want to do that, but you yeah. can't. You just can't. Right. You can think it. You can think it all you, can you fantasize want. You can think it up and down and backwards and forwards, but dicks you can't off. cut someone's dick off. No. She called Nor a murderer and a woman beater, 
and stated on Facebook, quote, Boils my blood, no one will ever know the true story to what happened. If he was in prison and the three of them were in the ground, how much different would it have been? End quote. Now, Nikita works in her community as a well-respected fitness instructor and seems to have all of her shit together. So, at least there's that. Like, she least, turned out yeah. okay? At yeah. least, at the very least. <laughs> I don't know. Kathleen Mommy did a tell-all interview in 2018 saying that she's dying from a lung condition and how she regrets what happened that night. She revealed that she is not in contact with Linda, but speaks to Charlotte, who offered her one of her lungs. I don't know if you can do that. <laughs> you need two lungs to survive, yeah. <laughs> Charlotte. I don't think that's how it works, Charlotte. Charlotte. And that's oh, the Charlotte. end of this fucking wild ride of a story. That was a wild ride. Isn't that crazy? I'm glad so I'm getting shit. off. Yeah. Because that was too much for me. That was a lot. So are these two women just floating around in the UK? Fine. Fine, fine and dandy. Well, Charlotte's got a life sentence. Oh, oh, so oh, she's yeah, okay. still incarcerated. Linda's well, out. Well, no wonder she fucking said she'd give a lung. She wants to die. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, yeah, so, but, yeah, the mom and the older sister are out. Just living life. Yeah. After they dismembered a man. I have a feeling maybe it won't be back long until at least Linda's back in. And Nikita was whose daughter? Linda's daughter. So the older sister of the two. Wow. Her daughter. One of and her daughters. Charlotte is the one who is, is still in there. Yeah. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a fucking puzzle. I know. Okay, so before I start with mine, I need to give a trigger warning because my story mentions abuse and murders of humans of all ages, and this includes infants. Okay, so I am going to be telling you the story of the Las Pocahontas sisters. And I'm just going to apologize ahead of time because I cannot say a lot of these words, and I've been trying, and I can't do it. So I'm going to butcher them. Sorry about it. Don't come at me. This is how it is. Once upon a time, there were four sisters residing in the Mexican state of Guanajuato, known as San Pancho to locals, which just to give you some sense of where that is, it's about 200 miles north of Mexico City. Unfortunately for them, and ultimately other people who they came into contact with, they had a pretty shitty start to life. Why is that the case today? That's like the ongoing thing. Yeah, they grew up in extreme poverty. Their father, Isidro Torres, was incredibly abusive and thrived on being an authoritarian. Dick. Yeah, he was part of the rural police force. His job was to ride around all day and just make sure everything was okay. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) It was said that he often abused his power and once even shot a man just for arguing with him. Oh, my God. Yeah. They were living in a place that I cannot pronounce, as I said, prior to Isidro shooting the man, and then they fled to Guanajuato after that, just a little FYI. If the sisters wore the wrong outfits or too much makeup, he would lock them up in a local jail for hours, two weeks, and sometimes even months. Wow, fuck off. Yeah. What's his name? Isidro. Yeah, fuck off, you. Um, There was even some reports. Now, you know how when you research, things are different on every single website that you look things up on. Especially older ones, older times. Yeah, there was one that said... One of the four sisters ran, he, she got away somehow and ran away with her boyfriend and eventually either came back or was found or something. And Isidro locked her up in jail and forgot that she was in there. What? Yeah. No. So I don't know if that's true or not, but just keep that in mind. That was, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I that mean, was shit. reported. 
Two of the sisters, Maria and Delfina, were very close. They bought a saloon, and it went decently well, but not as good as they'd wanted to, <laughs> obviously. Like, they didn't make quite as much as they wanted. Dang. Yeah. They made enough money to eat, which is saying a lot, but they did not make an actual abundance of money, which was their goal because they were afraid to live in poverty forever. Yeah. They started doing some questionable things, and in order to keep running, they bribed local police with sexual favors. Mm. Mm -hmm. Once they saw how they could get away with under-the-table things, just by providing men with these favors, they decided it was time to open a brothel. Okay. Yeah. Here so we their go, bar. Ladies. Yeah. Come on. Um. Their bar was turned into a brothel. Okay. They decided that they needed to find sex workers for their brothel. So basically, what they did was they went around to different villages and offered women jobs with various titles. So things like maids or waitresses. And then surprise. Yeah. So then, when the employees got to the bar, also known as a brothel, they would force feed them drugs. Oh no. And turn them into submissives. And force them to perform sexual acts for their own gain. Mm. Yeah. Now, Carmen Delfina and Maria de Jesus were fully operating the brothels in Guanajuato and Jalisco. While the fourth sister, Maria Luisa, ran a brothel near the Mexican border. The women who they were targeting were mainly from impoverished places and thought that these two women were giving them their ticket to the big city. Were they paying them? At all? I don't know if they were paying, like, bribing them right away or if they were just saying, hey, you've got a job. Meet us mm -hmm. here. You know what yeah. I mean? If they got a paycheck, it probably wasn't much. <sighs> I'm know. sure. Yeah. It was probably just, like, a little something to keep them, yeah. you know, interested. But so a lot of these girls were like, oh, wow, I'm going to actually get to get out of here, mm -hmm. which is really fucking sad when you think about it. it because is. that is exactly what these four sisters wanted for themselves. Right. They didn't want to live in poverty forever. They were trying yeah. to make it better, make a better life for themselves. And they were tricking these girls who were in the exact same position as they were. Yeah. You can't and make then, a better life for yourselves on the backs of people right. like that, right. doing shitty things. Like, no, you can't. Okay. And then other times, if the ladies could not convince the women to take jobs from them, they would just abduct them right off the streets with the help of some army captain that they were working with. Yeah, just take or, them. Yeah, or just take them. Or Delphina's lover. The prettiest and the youngest women were sold to the highest paying clients. <laughs> yeah. They were saved from beatings and abuse because they needed to be quote-unquote clean sex workers for the wealthy oh yeah they couldn't have any bruises on them yeah. God forbid. <laughs> <sighs> if a client came to them with a lot of money on them sometimes the sisters would just kill them to get all the money and not use up one of their girls hmm. isn't that disgusting that is sick? disgusting yeah carmen one of the sisters ended up dying in the late 1950s due to cancer of some sort so there's three sisters left okay at the different brothels that they ran, like I said, the prettiest and youngest girls were saved for the highest paying clients who would pay top peso for what were known as, quote unquote, untouched girls. Ew. Isn't that fucking just like, I can't no. wrap my mind around this. No. How, and this, they, they were probably, oh no, they weren't women who were doing it. They were all men because these four women were deeply rooted in their religious ways is oh. what I read. And they even, like, installed peepholes into the different rooms of the brothel mm -hmm. and ultimately a ranch that they built later to make sure that there was no, like, and this is exactly what it said, what I'm saying, mm -hmm. lesbian performances. Oh. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's just quote unquote lesbian acts or lesbian sexual activity. Who gives a fuck? First of all, <laughs> these second of all, sisters. if they wanted money bad enough, you and they're willing right. to throw all their other morals out the yep. door, like killing people and yep. forcing them. Yeah. But then, God forbid you no. perform lesbian acts on fuck people. Off. Yeah. They were actually probably four of the worst human beings that you yeah. could come into contact with. Now, getting back to the untouched girls, the other girls who I guess were touched <laughs> um, would be raped against their will and showered with ice water oh. as their initiation. Oh, my God. Yeah. Clothes and makeup that the girls needed were purchased only through the Gonzalez sisters. So not only were these young girls and women being forced to perform sexual favors on people, they also had to find money on their own to pay the sisters to get other makeup and other goods. The sisters held the sex workers against their will. The girls and women were never allowed to go outside. Delfina's son, Ramon Torres, served as a sort of makeshift bodyguard to keep the sex workers in check. This went on for years, like years and years. They sold not only the girls and women, but also alcohol to soldiers, city councilmen, police officers, and commoners around the village. Wow. Yeah. At times, the women or girls became pregnant due to the careless sexual activity they I were being forced to undergo. Wondering about that. Mm -hmm. So obviously, unfortunately, they became pregnant. And I say unfortunately because of what is coming next. So I just want to give another trigger warning. Press the skip ahead button if you don't want to hear about infant loss, please. When the women became pregnant, the sisters would be beaten and forced to abort. Fetuses would be disposed of in the back of the brothel or buried sometimes at the sisters' main ranch that they mm. built. Yeah. Isn't that just like don't hit like inducing? That. Yeah. Now, let's God. just quickly. I just want to get out. Away I hate from that. that. <laughs> now, let's just quickly talk about the main ranch, which basically served as like a concentration camp of sorts. What was compared to a concentration camp? I am not comparing this to a concentration camp. This is where the sick girls would be taken to. Sick so, girls? Yeah, sick. Did you think I said I said thick? No, I was just oh, like, reiterating. Sick girls. This is um, basically like if, so like a pregnant girl or one mm -hmm. who had just had an abortion, one who had an STD, things like that. Mm -hmm. They would be locked in rooms at their ranch and starved to death. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. God, I or, hate this. Even better. At other times, they would have the other girls at the ranch beat them to death what? with sticks or heavy logs. What is the point? Yeah. What? Let them go. Right. Right. What the fuck? In 1963, Ramon Torres got into a fight with a cop in one of the brothels and was shot to death. The police ended up shutting down the brothel and Delfina, who was Ramon's mother, remember, supposedly ordered one of her henchmen to track down the cops who murdered her son and kill them. And that's exactly what happened. Great idea. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then in 1964, a girl, Kalina Ortega, escaped through a hole in the compound at the ranch Ooh. and ran to the police. Go, girl. Yeah. By some stroke of really good fucking luck, Kalina ran into police officers that were not on the sister's payroll and wow. not being bribed by them. Could you imagine just mm -hmm. finding cops that mm -hmm. were like, yeah, we know. Yep. yep. Back in the uh, hole. Get in, yeah, get in here. We're taking you back to the ranch. <laughs> no. So somehow somebody was fucking looking out for this girl. Yeah. And she ran into the right police officers. The police were able to attain an arrest warrant for Delfina and Maria de Jesus and ended up raiding the ranch on January 14th of 1964. Wow. It went that long. Yep. Yep. 
When the police force got there, the sisters were still in mourning over Ramon's death, wearing shawls and dressed all in black. Fuck off. Angry villagers stood outside during the raid, demanding that the sisters be lynched. What the police found was horrifying. A dozen women were locked in a room, each of them emaciated and incredibly dirty. These were obviously the sex workers that they were keeping there against their will. Mm -hmm. While the police walked around the ranch, the girls would point to, the 12 girls would point to certain spots and tell them that there were bodies buried there. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. One of the henchmen of the sisters was forced to dig at each of the spots that the girls pointed out while the sisters looked on, shouting obscenities at the police officers and the girls and the women. They know. They knew. Yeah. They knew they were totally fucking fucked. Good. Yeah. In total, this could be another trigger warning, just because I'm going to mention very quickly about the infants again. They found, in total, the decomposed bodies and the bones of at least 91 women, men, and fetuses on the ranch. So, obviously, the two sisters were taken under very heavy guard to jail in the town, but since so many of the town, like the entire town, wanted to lynch the sisters, a judge then sent them to a further away jail that I also cannot pronounce the name and refused to try to, so you can Google it. Around a week or so after the transfer, Maria Luisa Gonzalez Valenzuela turned herself in at a Mexico City police station because she was afraid she would be lynched if townspeople found her. Hmm. Apparently, a judge had granted her immunity from the charges that her other sisters faced, but she ended up also being arrested, Hmm. which leads us to what is known in Mexico as the trial of that century. Dozens of former sex workers came forward to accuse the three sisters of not only extortion, but also rape and murder. Many of them also accused them of dabbling in Satanism and had forced the women to provide sexual acts even to animals. No. Yeah. They God. also. Yeah, I, I just. Yeah, I don't know. But they're religious. Oh, they're yeah. religious. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Can't yeah. be two girls. Yeah. You, you can't have two nope. girls. You can't have girl on girl, but you nope. can fuck a dog. You fucking pieces of shit. They also accused them of the murder and torture of dozens of very young girls and Johns. The former sex workers spoke up about how the three sisters bribed local police and state authorities with sexual acts from the girls and money in order to remain in business Mm. good for you honeys good Mm -hmm. good fucking good the judge ended up sentencing each of the three sisters to guess how many years in prison five forty each (laughs) not fucking enough no they literally fucking tortured and killed over a hundred people actually And tortured and killed many of the sex workers, too. 40 years. Yeah. 40 fucking years. The eldest sister, Delfina, the one who lost her son, Ramon, Mm -hmm. went totally fucking bonkers. She was afraid that she would be murdered in jail. On October 17th of 1968, she was just screaming and being super fucking disruptive while workers were doing some kind of repairs above her cell. And one of the workers, like, I guess they looked over the cell Mm -hmm. to see what the fucking fuss was all about. And he or she accidentally dropped a bucket of cement on her, (laughs) killing her. Shit. Oh, my God. Killing her. Accidentally. she got out of jail because she went into a body bag. Maria Luisa died alone in her cell on November 19th of 1984. Boo-hoo. You deserved it. Yeah. Maria Luisa. She was being eaten by a horde of rats when she was discovered just a day later. Good. I love that for her. And then we have the last 
of the four sisters, Maria de Jesus, the youngest sister, she ended up going free. Oh. Yeah. I couldn't find the exact date of when she was let out, but it was reported that she met a man who was 64 while she was in prison, and they ended up marrying once they were out and lived under the radar until she died. Hmm. Yeah. At least she's dead. In 2002, there was new construction for a housing development just down the road from the ranch that they had together. And the construction crew found about 20 skeletons in a pit. What? Yeah. Authorities say that those skeletons were more than likely from the sisters as well. Mm -hmm. And if this is true, that would bring the total of murders committed by the four women to over 110 innocent people. God. Yeah. Disgusting. That was a bummer. A bummer. A bummer. A big bummer. Big bum bummer. That is a story of last... Pokianchis. Jesus. And I'm so sorry that I butchered so many fucking names in that. This week's stories were nuts. This is who I am as a person. (laughs) I tried to download one of those little generators and get them to say them for me, but I just couldn't do it. You have to look on YouTube. There's videos. Well, um, yeah, our stories this week were very sad. They were. Very sad. Sad. So maybe next week we'll try and make a I mean, maybe we'll try and do a happy killing. I don't know if those exist. (laughs) Or we'll just do more fucked up shit. This is a true crime podcast. And this is what you're looking for. (laughs) So if you didn't like it, I'm sorry. But what did you expect from a podcast called Cruel and Unusual? What do you expect from a conscious so small? Yeah. Okay, Katie. Reading, watching, listening? Now I got to think. I don't even know what's going on anymore i know i like i said i don't know who the fuck i am where the fuck i am and what day it is ever um the only thing i'm reading right now is the book that you're writing that you sent to me yay (laughs) that should be the only fucking thing you're reading (laughs) um watched the second half of the paul holes dna of murder and i think that one's going to get solved but the dna takes so fucking long yeah. to come back so hopefully they solve that one you should watch that one i don't know i can't really listen to anything because my children are home and they're up my fucking ass constantly yeah yeah so i am currently reading a host of books a host yes a buffet i know that i finished well i finished a book called the best man by winter renshaw really liked it was it um what kind it's a romance is it um like a contemporary romance there weren't like a bunch of like erotic sex scenes or anything Mm -hmm. it was more and it wasn't like your typical lovey-dovey one either so you might like it yeah um really liked it though Hmm. five stars (laughs) and i'm reading our girl ren montgomery's book pride and persuasion oh yeah that's gonna be out soon and we'll link that obviously and i think other than that I'm just, I downloaded like a billion books that I'm just trying to like get through. Oh yeah. I've got stacks of physical books. I've got a whole Kindle library full of books. I just can't do it. I'm just having a hard time. I get like 10 to 15 pages into things and I'm just like, ugh, Mm -hmm. it's not doing it for me. It is not um, getting me hard. (laughs) Did you guys watch Tiger King? I fucking did not. I I don't (sighs) fucking care and if i I have to see one more meme about it i luckily am hardly ever on facebook except for when i go to post something myself Mm -hmm. so i don't see any of that but i try i might have been your status something about tiger king and so i'm like oh whatever i literally have nothing to do in my life so i turned it on honestly i can't i don't it was the dumbest fucking thing i've ever seen about it i don't i don't care it just was and you know what i'm a little bit miffed that 
it's now socially acceptable to like weird shit. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. You know how much I got fucking made fun of for Where liking was weird this shit a decade and a half yeah. ago. Yep. Sorry, you guys have been missing out because you've been watching sports and shit. Not you listeners in particular. Just the normies. <laughs> <laughs> the normies. The people that made fun of us in, in grade school. Fuck off. Um, yeah, I just don't give a fuck about Tiger King. I'm no, sorry. I, I love don't. tigers, and I don't believe in captivity. I don't. I just don't care. And I'm pretty sure that's what it's about, isn't it? <laughs> and murder. There's murder, and there's, like, other shit, oh, too. Oh, okay. Well, it's just... Uh... I can't tell you anything about it, because I literally watched five minutes of it, and I saw tigers mm-hmm. in a cage, and I didn't fucking like it. Yeah, no, Tanner's been watching it, so I'm like working on stuff you know and mm-hmm. i just hear it in the background and like these it's fucking exhausting these people are sucking the life out of me yeah sorry i'm Through just the not TV. into it no same um so that was what i was reading what am i watching i'm really not watching a whole lot of anything mm-hmm. i'm mainly working on our books yeah and this podcast and reading yeah. arcs and stuff that's really all it is listening to literally nothing mm-hmm. nothing no i wish that i could say i was isn't it kind of strange how we're in quarantine, stay at home or whatever, shelter at home, but we still don't have time to fucking do anything. I have less time than yeah. I did before because I have, I'm a homeschool teacher now. Sidebar, why would anyone choose to do that? I mean, I get why you would choose to do that, but no, no, never, never, never going to happen kind again. Of person. Sure does. Yeah, I've got less time because I've got to teach them and do all their shit. Yeah. And then I've got, you know, still got to work myself on top of it all. And I feel like I just like just to no take time. on a lot of projects and half-ass yeah. all of them. <laughs> Don't half-ass them. Give them your whole ass. My whole ass so your still whole isn't ass. that much. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm. we're going to finish up Raven's Grove Redemption. That'll be out. It's up for pre-order now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we have that linked in the show notes. All of but that. You can find well, it. that stuff's gonna be on crueltinkmedia.com. Yeah, along you can find with it there. our show notes for the podcast, and you can email us anything you would like at crueltinkmedia.com at gmail.com. You can come find us on Instagram at crueltinkmedia.com, and you can find us on Twitter at crueltinkmedia.com. And join our Facebook group, Cruel and Unusual, the group. <laughs> we're just fucking cruel and unusual over here okay yep yeah we're pretty know. cruel cruel what's the movie where she, oh mean girl she tries to say cool and great and she says <laughs> gruel gruel <laughs> gruel that would be me in yeah. any social situation cruel. my mom answered the phone at work one time and she said this is tina how may i hurt you <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite stories. And it's so funny because she's a nurse. (laughs) Yeah. You know, one time I answered when I worked for a home care company. I answered the phone and I said, (laughs) 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 called the person on the phone Tori instead of me. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. Okay, guys, we are officially fucking done. We're done for. We're loopy as fuck. Stick a fork in us. This is just terrible. We're ha- we're going through it right now. We're going through guys. it. And actually, just to be serious for two seconds, can we do that? Yeah. <sighs> stay safe out there, San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but really, stay safe. Please practice hand washing. Please do everything you can. Stay inside if you can. Stay the fuck home. If you do have to get packages... Lifestyle them before you bring them in the house. Yep. 
clean them off, throw it out, throw the packaging away right away, ration your toilet paper and your paper towel, thank a healthcare worker. Yes. The doctors, the nurses, the CNAs, the paramedics, the people stocking the shelves at the grocery store, the cashiers, the gas station attendants, all of these people that are literally putting their health on the line to keep places running to take care of sick people or take care of people who have to go outside if you don't have to go outside stay in your fucking homes Mm -hmm. do it so yeah just um stay safe i wish i had more advice for you but i don't even know advice for myself at this point so truly if you have some advice for us besides for us to get email me at cruel and unusual the pot at (laughs) gmail.com oh shit okay we love you Okay, love you. Okay, bye. We love you. Bye. Bye. I like him. Hey, hey. <laughs> and croissants. Oh, fucking love a good buttery croissant. Fresh shot of the oven.